politics Some culture and craft beer Politics And that is why you're here Politics Bottoms up Welcome to Bottoms Up Fred and Blotto discuss the politics of today, the culture of our lives, and the beer of our state. Bottoms up. Hello and welcome to episode 47. I am blanking on anything clever or witty <laughs> to say, so we'll just move along. Uh, it's and a prime number. Oh, yes it is. <laughs> Did that math in my head. Edelman? Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> two, ca- two, two catches, nine yards today. He's terrible. <sighs> we're, we're not talking that. That was a different episode. Yeah, but 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 people know. Now, when, how when, are you doing? For those that are listening <laughs> and do play fantasy, they know what I'm talking about. And they know how critical it is at this late stage in the season. And he was hurt all week, and then they call him active right before the game. So I got to play him. Goes out there, two receptions, nine yards. All I know about fantasy is it doesn't include sweaty football players. So <laughs> just <laughs> we're in different realms. Uh, on that note, yes, I'm. I was fine. <laughs> a little queasy. Yeah, now no, I'm already? feeling a little upset stomach yeah. here. Uh, don't move away. Yeah. Well, there might be more cussing because I am going to keep track of uh, my team here as we uh, go along. So, yeah. Lotto, besides that fantasy crap, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, yes. been well, a good week. All right, had a good time last night. I'll talk a little bit more about that as we get into um, the beer as well as. Uh, a little gift for the studio again. Oh, that's a studio awesome. Christmas. I love the studio gift. All right. Where do you want to start? Beer? Uh, well, I don't know. I thought you were going to ask Knobs. Did you already ask Knobs? Yeah. We yeah. Talked about See, I was involved in my doing that. You were in your two oh, eyes right. spinning so, in a different direction so, uh, fit over there. And it's not over. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so we went to a, uh annual Christmas party. Uh, that some friends of ours throw uh, every year, and it's always a good time. Uh, these guys really just try and outdo themselves with each party they throw. And this year, their little sort of like gamey thing that they did um, was they created these big sandboxes. Not big. They're like they, they use big potters and planters, and they had two chests, and they uh, filled them with gifts. Mostly like tchotchke stuff, mm-hmm. fun stuff, and then filled them with sand. And you know, you go in there and you dig around in the sand and pull something out and keep it if you want, or fish around for something more. So kind of a fun thing to do, you know. It really was kind of cool. And um, so uh, when I pulled this out, I knew it was a keeper. It's the the Bob Ross bobblehead <laughs> with sound. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so, you know, for, for those that have been listening in continuum, Bob Ross has come up a few times in a while. So I'm like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Um, so, yeah, it's a little bobblehead. It's maybe like two and a half inches tall or so. And uh, it also comes with a, um, uh, a little easel 
with his paintings. Oh, look at that. <laughs> so I guess these are real Bob Ross replicas. Oh, sweet. So, you, you know, you just sort of put it there and then put the bobblehead and then... The sound quality is terrible. We'll translate later. It, Maybe put them up by the mic. Oh, wait a minute. If you learn from it, it's not a failure. That could be a bottoms up motto. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know exactly. We'll just tote him around with the mobile. Uh, I don't know exactly what will, how, how he'll be a permanent fixture here because he's a bobblehead and we don't really have that. But needless to say, I think I was very pleased with my treasure trove gift. I think nice. he's wonderful. This is awesome. <laughs> Boy, they really exaggerate the hair too. Very good, very good. Check him out. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. I'm gonna get a picture of it. All right. Here we'll get it with the easel. Oh yeah, don't forget that. If you can get both on, there, do whatever. All right, let's get to the beer while he's setting that up. Uh, so, so it was uh, my turn to provide, and uh, I had mentioned this before. Um, it's a beer that I drink just about every week, um, and it is the Saugatuck Brewing Peanut Butter Porter Smooth and Creamy. I was quite pleased to see it at the uh, at the the local resale establishment. Um, but I would I, I would say something else about this beer, and it was a conversation that we had before we started. Um, recording today. Um, this it's it's Saugatuck beer, but this is actually done by a contract brewer. Oh, so okay. part of what contract brewing does is not only do they do beers for smaller establishments, they will do beers for licensing. So the people that do this, we've talked about Stroh's being back in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. They're doing one hundred percent of the Stroh's beer. It's called oh. Brew Detroit. And they also, what, what, what they do in addition to certain brands that they do all the beer brewing for, and it's just a license, is uh, established brands might go to them with special flavors um, that maybe they don't want to occupy their production, their production and their capacity mm. with. And so if you look on like their website, I mentioned Brew Detroit, you'll see lots of different breweries that, um, that they make beers for. And, um, you know, and then they also, what they do is they, they do the, the bottling and the, and the distribution on the wholesale side. So that's not to say you can go to Saugatuck Brewing and probably get their, home, their recipe made in-house. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if they're doing all the kegs, but on the bottling and the wholesale distribution side, Brew Detroit takes over. Hmm. So, again, I, you know, I, I guess the, the goal of contract brewing would, would be to make the beer as close as possible to the original recipe. And again, I don't even know if this is, if the kegs come from one place and the cans come from another. Um, but it, interesting, uh, the whole world of contract brewing and, and kind of how it's done. I was not aware of this. No, I didn't know any of that. Yeah. Learn something new every day when you're on Pottoms Up. Um, yeah, I, I, a friend of ours is uh, very good friends with the owners of uh, Brew Detroit. And... Um, I don't know why I didn't think about inviting him onto the podcast. I had I had a really nice conversation with him, but chalk it up. 
definitely a future guest oh, yeah. to have him on and talk about uh, the contract brewing and and not just there, it was interesting in in having this conversation with him about it. Uh, we kind of went over a number of facets regarding beer, and that is uh, the wholesale distribution side because that's what they do. So when you start getting into packaging, you've got to be able to meet the wholesale requirements, you know. And then that led into a discussion about all the various licenses that at least Michigan has, and he probably has to go into other states because they distribute to other states. Let's open them up. Oh. And, um, and I'll t- I, I might... Got a few more things to say about it. So these are cans. I only had the tap. So I don't know. There, I'm sure there will be a difference between the tap and um, uh, and the can, right? There should be. 5.7 on the alcohol level, which is acceptable. Yeah, that's all right. Ooh, nice. It's got a sound to it. Maybe it's the uh, new, uh, the new uh, acoustics of... <sighs> You can hear of, it. Of the stu- I could hear the the, the, the sound, the, the fizzing of the. That's yeah. a good smell. Yeah. Aroma. Now, oh, before we we start, the smell sounds negative. Who uh, aroma? Who likes peanut butter? I love oh, peanut butter. Okay, I mean, it's a peanut butter porter from Saugatuck, mm-hmm. so you have to at least like peanut butter probably to enjoy the beer. <laughs> Not much of a head on any of our beers. Must be low carb. Mm. There's enough carb there. So I'm already in the for me camp on this, but I it, it is interesting. I was thinking about this when I when I picked it up at the store. This is a classic case for me as proving whether or not beers can be very situational. You know, because I have this pretty much once a week after we get done playing racquetball. So I'm thirsty. I'm dehydrated. Mm-hmm. I'm out at the bar. You, you know. It's it's let's have a few brews now. I don't always start with this because it's not always the most refreshing of beers, right? right? But I will definitely a little heavy for that, right? But I definitely will have one. So in that situation, I love this beer. Now we're we're here on a on a Sunday afternoon. Um, you know, we'll have the, the it's, it's it's a totally different situation for me to have this beer. So what do you think, Nabs? Uh, I know I you so. dug it's, the smell. Yeah, it's a good smell. I think it's going to be a meth <laughs> for me, though. Meth? Yeah. Really? Okay. Not enough there? You got you to you go with something. You got you to give more than just meth. It's, it's hard to describe. Yeah. I don't know what I... I <laughs> it's not doing it for me for some all reason. Right, all right. I like the peanut butter flavor, mm. but... I don't know. It might change half glass. I think it has a really good... Mouthfeel, mm-hmm. super smooth, and I, my mouth feels coated with it, which I kind of like. And uh, I actually think the peanut butter could be even a little stronger. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. It, that wouldn't bother me at all. I, yeah, I think it would only make it better, but it's okay. I would, I, I would think there's maybe the concern of the balance of the peanut butter flavor, but not getting it too syrupy sweet. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, that's, and not that. You know, sweet beers are necessarily a bad thing. Um, we seem to stay away from the sweeter stuff, right? We still want it to have some level of mash to it. Um, but um, I, I've always thought it actually had a pretty pretty decent peanut butter flavor. Like, like I, I could I blind taste test it? 
because you know I think my tasting and smell uh, acumen is poor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, is this peppermint? Yeah, <laughs> no, it's garlic. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, that was my next guess. Uh, <laughs> um, so I, I was I was curious on the can. Does it say uh, where does it say brewed? If they mention it. Um, See, it says brewed and canned by the Saugatuck Brewing Company in Douglas, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Let's cross the pond. But I, I, I could have sworn when I went to the Brew Detroit website, I saw this particular beer in their list of contract beers. So, I don't know. Classic porter rich with the delicious harmony of peanut butter. When Open they the, say harmony, you yeah. think they would say harmonizing with something. I know. <laughs> it just sort of tailed off at the end there. <laughs> um, uh, edit. Open the top of this flavorful beer for a silky smooth drinking experience. No spoons required. No spoons required is really the most clever line on there. <laughs> the rest of it, the product management has to work on that a little bit. <laughs> Harmony of peanut butter and yeah. beer. <laughs> oh, I'm going to disagree with Nobs. I, I think I'm going to like this one, but I'll give it the half glass test. Yeah, sure. But I'm on the right track, I think, with this one. Um, before we get started on the politics du jour, mm-hmm. I wanted to bounce something off of you and off our listeners a little bit about something that uh, went viral this week. And I created my own little shitstorm on Facebook by making a post about it. Um, did you see the, uh, I'm sure you have, um, the story about the, the viral video of the reporter at the running race. Oh, getting her behind Get, slapped getting, by Getting her guy. butt slapped by a guy running by. Did you see? I, I saw the headline. I didn't read the article. Okay. And um, he was subsequently arrested for sexual battery. Yeah, misdemeanor. Yeah, right. But some pretty severe penalties could go with that. And um, they were t- that was the story on, on Slate. And I just threw a comment out there. Um, and... I really didn't have any particular bias or answer in mind, but I just I, I just kind of wanted to get what people were feeling about it. I said, assuming he's found guilty, what is a fair punishment? And like I said, I got quite the response. <laughs> At last check, I had 66 comments. From Slate.com followers. Really, that's that's pretty good. No, that's that's yeah, that's 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 really solid, right? And it went in a range from, uh, you know, thirty hours community service to chop his hand off. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and as I'm as I'm reading these comments, it, it it's. It's kind of its own little unique story because I think if you said, okay, this guy was caught robbing a bank or if this guy was caught 
you know, knifing his neighbor for no reason or or something else or, you know, you wouldn't have that range of punishment. Like, I think people could kind of more or less collectively think, okay, you know, you go to jail for 15 years or whatever it is. But these kinds of incidents, the, like I said, just the, the vast uh, uh, array of punishments that people thought kind of really says it's, it's – it's it's they're handled a little bit differently by society, um, you, you know, than your typical crimes. And I just thought it was really fascinating. Hmm. That that is an interesting way to look at it. Uh, which is why I kind of threw it out there because I was trying. I was just asking myself, okay, if this guy's guilty, and and one caveat in, in there, and I wrote it in a subsequent reply, we're assuming he's not habitual. Right, we're, we're assuming he doesn't have other offenses, sure, sure. right? First time. Yeah, there's other offenses, and then that throws everything out. Well, not knowing that, but knowing what he does in his normal life. He makes works me, with teenagers. He's a Boy Scout leader, yeah. and he also is some kind of youth minister. Something like that, yeah. So I think he's he does this every day. <laughs> <laughs> Those two things being mentioned, this guy is habitual as they come. That, that's, that, that's 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 bold. I mean, think that's about it. No, it, I'm not going to think it, about it. No, it's no, those two like, things. No, I under, they're the kind they're the kind that does that. I understand where you're going with that, right? You know, you're, you're doing those things to give yourself access. I mean, it, he, he couldn't have been anything else but a Boy Scout leader and okay. revolved involved in the religious right I, youth I, ministries or something. I mean, come on, this guy is textbook. <laughs> got him like a fish. Cut I his say. hand off. <laughs> no, got him like a fish. Uh, okay, so all right, I'll ask you then. What do you think would be a proper punishment? I don't know. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, he's running by a woman, oh, who, I, I you know, and, and 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 assaults her. Where you know, I'm not going to change that. But he assaults her by slapping her on the bum, and he keeps going. I mean. Obviously, he felt some um, license to do that, right? Like he felt like he not just get away. Boy Scout and a youth minister. (laughs) Carry on. But he also just might have felt like uh, he was being funny. Like she's live on the air, and you know, this is live television, and it's going to be funny. And it could be a mix of both of those. But I'm not sure. And again, I have no horse in this race whatsoever. And one of the things that really kind of came up, of the 66 comments, there's a a few that I replied to as well. People automatically assumed I had a bias. Like people, all I read was, what do you think would be a fair punishment? Mm -hmm. And people were like, why do you you want to let this guy off the hook? (laughs) When I said nothing like that. And I even point to other comments that I followed up with. So I really... I just think it's interesting. What I did say was that part of the reason that we struggle with quickly identifying what is the right punishment for someone like him is because overall our criminal justice system is way fucked up, right? You have guys that go away for, you know, 15 years for having, you know, a bag of pot in their shoe. And then you have Brock Turner who rapes a college girl behind a dumpster after a party 
and he does no time at all, right? So, so it's if we had a, a a more consistent criminal justice system, I think that would an, that would answer the question in a more narrow way instead of having that wide range of punishments. You know, that that's what I I, I found most fascinating about you know. Now, what, what do you think? Do you think jail time is warranted? No, no, no jail time. I would say a fine and or community service. And that was like on the lower end of the spectrum. But but literally there were people, and I couldn't tell if they were joking or not, yeah. that really they talked about 10 to 15 years. And it, uh, God, this is, this is sexist in its own right to say. There were just as many guys that were for the harsh punishments as there was women, I would say. Hmm. No, I didn't I do a survey of all that, yeah. the, all, I, I'm not doing a survey of the, all the comments, but I just sort of took mental note, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, is, is is some of it because as guys we get fed up by those guys that give the rest of, you know, the, the men a bad rap. So you want to be over the top with, you know, cutting his hand off, right? Well, you know what I think part of it is, too, is that the environment that we are in, the Harvey Weinstein mm-hmm. environment, you know, Stuff like that. It's like that's. I think that's what makes this that much more incredible, and that this guy would do something so crass and stupid. I mean, what do you want to get killed by somebody? I mean, are you you aching for like a to get arrested, cop suicide, or get arrested or something? Is that what you want? Why would this even enter his mind to do this to this woman. Well, because as I was saying I, I earlier, don't, I'm not even going to give him the excuse of thinking he's cute or funny in this environment. Why would you do something like well, that? Well, I, I, I will give you one rationale for that. It's kind of what I said before, knowing that the criminal justice system is so messed up. Is he making any kind of calculation that says I've got white privilege behind me. I know I can get away with this. I mean, you, you you know, it was probably a very split decision, right? I mean, I'm sure he, he didn't enter the race <laughs> with the notion that he was going to do that, right? So time it just right. She's live and going. Right. So he's running up along kind of on the outer edge of the running thing, you know, closer to the sidewalk, mm-hmm. runs up, sees she's doing a, a spot on air. And, you know, in, in that split second, he's I'm sure he's kind of calculating how much trouble he could possibly get in. And he's thinking to himself, he's he's not going to get into a lot of trouble. He probably played lacrosse in college. <laughs> what do we know about this guy? <laughs> uh, at North Carolina. Oh, or yeah. Duke. At Duke, Duke, right? Yeah. Duke. <laughs> uh, yeah I, I mean, all that kind of stuff. And the other the other piece that I also commented with, with somebody's reply on, on this particular topic was, how much does it matter that this went viral? Like, if, if, if he does it and she's off the air, so the camera's not running, she's setting something up, mm-hmm. and he does it, you know, she might, you know, call a cop over or, you know, she's, she's you know, she was obviously distraught by what happened. I mean, you can, you can kind of see her, her immediate reaction. But then, so if you if you factor in the viralness of it and the fact that it was caught on tape, does he become an example? And is that fair? And I kind of go back and forth on this myself. Is it when you're using someone as an example, you're hoping that it's a deterrent, 
but is it fair to the person to say why am I being used as a why am I being used as the deterrent versus somebody else mm-hmm. that did something very similar but it didn't go viral because you were caught on tape. But does that make his does that make it right that his punishment is harsher? That's that's exactly what I'm getting at because yeah. he was caught on tape. Yeah, being caught on tape doesn't make the crime worse. It's still the same crime. Correct. It, if anything, it's just evidence. But if you wanted to set an example, right. you go around slapping women's bums, then you're going to, you know, th- be aware that you could do, you know, 30 days in jail. You know. I just think these things are fascinating. I really do. And I, and well, this is a good conversation. And when I put it up there, I was, I, I, like I said, there, there were just a couple things really kind of floored me. One was the, the the range of responses, and two was the the bias that people read into my comment, which I really tried to say, what is a fair punishment? I mean, it really, I can read it to you quickly, but that's exactly what I wrote. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I tried to put no um, slants on whether I think the guy should get, you know, 10 years in prison or, you know. So, did did you say what he did for a living? What his profession was? I thought he was a minister. Oh no, 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 that's not his job. Oh, I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, I don't know much about the guy. Like I said, I heard just that he like worked the with the Boy Scouts. Groups. Is not his job. He's just something yeah. he's involved in. I, yeah, I'm just curious what this guy did for a living. Um, you looking him up, Nobs? Uh, what's his name? I don't know. I have no idea what his name is either. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to make that difficult. <laughs> well, you could find um, that article pretty easy, I'm sure. But Yeah. Interesting. It was. It was interesting. That's why I thought I'd bounce it off you the, guys. The stupidity factor, though, with this guy, <laughs> it, it's, just, it's off the Tone deaf to the entire it's cultural. Off the yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's, uh, that's, that's why I guess I, oh, I kind of tend to lean in on make him an example. Because the, the, you're, you're so blatant. There were a lot of people. Stupid. Uh, and again, out of the 60 or so responses, uh, maybe more now, but out of, there were a number of people that either agreed with by, by liking or whatnot or reiterated, she should pick the punishment. <laughs> Ooh. Now, I was kind of thinking Ooh. about that. Um, what if our justice system worked that way? <laughs> like, I, I, I'm, I, I don't support that idea at all. I think that's a really bad idea, okay? No. But, but she could, I believe she could drop charges. I, I, I would assume so. Well, see, things like that are kind of weird. Like, I don't think domestic abusers should be able to get away if their spouse drops charges. In, in a lot of states, you can't. And well, there's a there's a legal term for that about like you know, sans evidence or something. Like basically, the case against seems to go away because that person that was evidence is no longer evidence. Mm-hmm. So even if you know what took place, they, you know, they're, they're, I remember just reading something about that. But and this may be a, a situation like that, but it, it may not. Right in some states, hey, he's getting arrested and charged regardless. But you know. She can also drop charges. But if she was the one to say, yeah, I think you should go, you know, to jail for a year, does it, you know, does it come into play? And would she? I think the jail term was like 75 days or something like that. A maximum for what it did? Mm-hmm. 
No, I read more than that. It was more than that? Yeah. I mean, it's sexual battery. I mean, I think it goes... years? I think it goes into the same kind of uh, group as other types of sexual battery. I thought because it was a misdemeanor, it was was Mm. not that drastic, but... Mm. Yeah. If Nobbs okay. would have looked it up, we might know. Yeah. But here we're yeah. just, you know, yeah. guessing because we're not getting support from the technical <laughs> part of the show. But that's okay. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. All right. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Fred, I'll throw it over to you. Where are we going to start this week on the uh, politics du jour? How about the Horowitz report? What do you think about that? Crazy, crazy uh, aftermath. Yeah, I, I mean the the testimony was one thing, but the aftermath has really been pretty astounding, in my opinion. Like, like both camps just like you know parsing and pulling things out and you know, using whatever they can to support their side, right? I mean, uh, uh, it certainly having an IG report on the origins of the, <laughs> of the Trump investigation uh, has done nothing to bring the sides closer together, <laughs> right? I mean, Not this, in is, the least. this is supposed to be sort of definitive, right? And and it's 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 really just uh, been a, a sideshow from both sides trying to use what they've uh, what well, they've yeah. gleaned from, yeah, from the they're, testimony. They're trying. Both sides are trying to cherry pick the parts of it that best fits their argument. But to me, the most egregious part of all of this is Barr. Oh, I'm getting killed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what did Barr say? What did he do? Well, he he said he basically um, didn't buy into Horowitz's conclusions Mm -hmm. about um, the FBI and who who started the uh, investig or yeah the investigation of Trump and I mean. He's he's pulling a Mueller report 2.0 mm-hmm. is what he's doing. He's just he's trying to get ahead of the head of the story, twist the narrative so it fits their argument, and he shouldn't be doing that. I mean, no, he shouldn't so be. Of why, course why, not. Why does he feel he can stick his Peter Griffith nose in the middle of this all the time? And he's always just doing what he can to protect the the, the president. I don't know. I thought that was the worst part of it. Regardless of the bickering on either side, you know, even during the testimony and stuff oh, like he's, that. Oh, he, he, he's unfit right. for his office as much as Trump is unfit for his office. I mean, he is supposed to be, you know, the top law enforcement officer of the land. And, uh, you know, his 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 bias is blatant. Yeah, they, they just don't hide it. And then uh, who's the other guy he's got working on? Uh, uh, Durham. Durham. I think he put a, a gun to Durham's head, and Durham jumped on it too. And I, I, I'm yeah, you know, I don't you get don't you get tired of hearing other people talk about they 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 believe these people were people of integrity. Oh yeah, 
Like, 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 that, that, it's a, that's, that, that, that's just, you know. And Republicans and Democrats have said that about Durham. They said it about Barr. Yeah. And, and, and now they're sort of scratching their heads as, uh, you know, like, well, we thought that, right? And it's like, how about you think about it this way? They work for Trump or they work for Barr, and so therefore they're douchebags. <laughs> like, like that's all you need to know. Forget about all history about whatever that guy did that seemed to be bipartisan. Now they work for Trump, so, you know, which is, I mean, all, when you look at all the people that have left the Trump administration, it's they got tired of being Trump's lackey, basically, right? But while they were there, they did it. They licked his boots over and over again, you know, and then they leave and then they don't want to, you know, throw them under the bus when they leave. Yeah. yeah. And Barr and Durham are the exact same way. So, yeah, what, what Durham did, it didn't it didn't shock me. Um, but I, I, it shocked so many other people. I was trying to really understand, like, how how. Uh, um, how off base was it? You know what I mean? When he came back with the tweet uh, saying something about the IG report and, you know, that he missed things or didn't agree with it. or Do you remember uh, Do you remember what the tweet was? From Barr? No, from Durham. No. No, not exactly. Yeah, but, but people were like, you know, other legal academics and lawyers and talking heads were like, he should have never done that. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he piled on. Right, with only one tweet, didn't he? I thought he had released a statement. I thought it was a tweet. Maybe it was a statement another way, but it was very short. And it was just sort of condemning the findings, saying that he didn't believe them. Guys are ridiculous. You know. And so now, what is his report going to show? I mean, it almost kind of makes a scene. I mean, we don't, we've talked about this before. We don't put it past them to trump up charges on somebody. No pun intended. Not I, taken. Right, right. But we don't, we, we you know, if they're going to haul Peter Strzok in, you know, to to court on some, you know, crazy indictment charge, um, they'll do it. And aren't they saying that Durham's report's not going to come out till like... They're they're they're, yeah, saying, they're now, not even sure when it's going to come out. Yeah, that's kind of weird too. Well, you know what? Because it was it was ready to come out like right after the IG report. I I had to Google Durham report update the other day. What's going on there? Yeah, they're not quite sure when that will be available. <laughs> and and all that does, political. right? And all that does is it just gives them. They're they're trying to to steal the truth in saying, well, yeah. you'll you'll know the truth. When Durham's report comes out, this thing that, uh, what's his name did, the IG? IG Horowitz. Horowitz. Ah, we don't quite agree with that. He didn't have enough access. He, he didn't have the right tools to him. Well, it's just like Rudy has a report. When's that coming out? <laughs> well, he was just back in uh, Ukraine last week. I'm sure he's got some great stuff coming. <laughs> him and his documentary. That's right. You know, he's going to hold up pieces of paper. Mm. Um, but back to the substance of the Horowitz report, um, I found myself um, getting chasing down a rabbit down some hole with some Breitbartians uh, uh, about this. Um, and there's 
there's two real distinctions in the Horowitz report, okay? And uh, for, th for those that are just sort of digest all this, right, I, I, it took me a long time to kind of encapsulate it because of, of all the different opinions that were going on um, about its meaning. The right and the Trumpsters want to hang on to this idea that there was malfeasance, improprieties, um, false information, but it all pertains to the FISA warrants for Carter Page. Mm -hmm. And what they do is they're blending all of that information to say that there shouldn't have been an investigation. So I'm arguing with these folks about there's all this things that the FBI did wrong and that there shouldn't be an investigation. And I kind of had to maneuver it to, no, 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 no. I agree with you. There's things that the FBI did wrong, but it only pertains to the FISA applications. It doesn't pertain to the whole notion of Operation Cur uh, Crossfire Hurricane, which is, you know, the investigation of the Trump campaign. And Horowitz was very clear on that, that there was enough in there was enough uh, evidence there to uh, predicate a an investigation um, of the Trump interactions with with, with Russia, and y yet they still want to confuse the two by saying they did all this bad stuff, but it really only pertains to the FISA warrants. Yeah, on Carter Page, and they 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 keep trying to push it that Carter Page is the reason they started the and it has in, nothing to do the, with well it has something to do the with counterintelligence it. inquiry on Dear Leader when it was Papadopoulos it really started with Papadopoulos opening his big mouth yeah, yeah and talking to that Australian um, and I believe there's there's something. there's even like a like a, it's like a two month window before yes right? yeah that when they when they first started and so. Um, uh, yeah, my word of advice is don't let people get you all caught up in the whole Carter Page thing. The other, the other thing is, and I, I don't know why the media really hasn't made more out of this than than they have, and certainly they need to make more out of it now. And that is, okay, sure, the FBI screwed up on. Um, the way they went about the methodology they went about getting the Carter Page warrants. What was the end result? Nothing. Nothing. No charges were brought against him. He basically kind of went by the wayside. Right. And was left in the wake of things moving on. Right. So to argue that as some sort of proof of something is ridiculous because in the end, well, nothing you, happened with Carter Page. And it was so, you know, he was entertaining. During that whole process, but he knew he did, had done nothing wrong, the and that's why he was so flippant. The bottom line, though, is they're trying to take the FBI down, make them the deep state that they were mm -hmm. out out mm -hmm. to get dear leader, and that is why the rest of it should not be looked at as legitimate because they're they're they had wrong motives. They were, weren't following process, and they were trying to take dipshit down. And when it really don't have anything to do with the, the uh, other. Okay, and so then, therefore, the 34 indictments and 17 convictions or whatever it is all mean nothing. Right. You, you know? Exactly. They, 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 
Um, it was all based on false information. Wrong, y- y- you know. <clears throat> uh, yeah. So when you when you get down into the the ends versus the means, it it it, it still points to the same thing that the Trump administration and campaign was corrupt, and it doesn't uh, uh, dissolve the obstruction of uh, of justice that. Uh, Trump continued to try to do during the Mueller investigation, and it doesn't wipe away the lies that um, his posse uh, continued to tell both juries and the FBI. Right. Yeah. And I really wish there was more um, in the media about the Roger Stone conviction. You almost forget that even happened. Because the Roger Stone conviction is if if the conviction is right and just and the information and the way the jury looked at it, if you want to call that proof, is proof that there actually was collusion between the Trump administration and the Russians. Because they're saying that Stone lied when he said that he didn't uh, know or communicate to Trump about the release of those emails. Right. And he was found guilty on that charge. And so... If that was a lie, then what Trump was saying happened is a lie a as lie. well. Yep, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm a, I, I don't I don't know why that doesn't get more play, um, uh, and it could have gotten more play on the impeachment articles. Yeah, those were a little thin. <sighs> I I think I would have been happier if they would have tried tacking on a couple others an easy one to me would be the the thing with cohen michael cohen mm-hmm. and stormy daniels the guy is a unnamed co-conspirator he, but that's not that's not political in nature yeah but he's broke the law right and that's no, unbecoming right. right activity of a president <laughs> uh used to be Oh yeah, it used to be. Um, it just seemed to me that 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 was almost a slam dunk. I mean, they're calling him out as a co-conspirator. They're saying you broke the law, and if you weren't the president, you'd been indicted just along with Cohen. You can attach it in the way that says he did it to rig that election. He did, you know what I mean? And now what he's doing with Ukraine was to rig this election. So I, I can see how you could kind of wrap that up all into one, you know. You know, election rigging, right? I mean, that that could be a charge, I suppose. I, no. It's against the law, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, I, I, I guess, you know, we, we sometimes think, okay, Pelosi's not doing the right thing, and then in the end it usually comes out to be the right thing. So, you know, kind of in Nancy we trust, right? Do you think they kind of sidestep the the 10 examples of uh, obstruction of justice from the Mueller report just because of time. They're, they're trying, they're, they obviously want to get this thing done. Well, I don't know. See, the whole... They I, don't want, I think what they're trying to avoid is, as far as like not dragging it out, is getting into like a McC- McConnell's wheelhouse where 
the Merrick Garlic thing. You're too close to an election. You can't do that. But, but none of that matters, at least to the progressive side. I, I, I You know what I mean? I, I don't care if this was happening in July. I really don't. And I got to believe that. Well, most, I don't care either. Right, right. Most. I'm just trying. Most Democrats, progressives, whatever. I, I, I got to believe that the timing makes no difference whatsoever. But timing sure is a big part of this conversation, not our conversation, <laughs> but but of the national conversation, right? I mean, like when they're going to do things, and you know they've been kind of doing them at a pretty good pace. But now there's, you know, should should Nancy be holding on to the articles? until after Christmas to bring them over to the Senate or even longer than that, right? Uh, and then how long should the trial last? Um, you know, you know, does it, what, what about the senators that are running for election? Does it tie them up? I don't think, I don't care about that either. No. Does it, this is, I mean, and this is, you know, so much more important than that. Right. Um, but I, I guess, you know, we'll have to see um, the uh, the debate over the articles. Um, there were. Well, well, we saw the debate inside the Judiciary Committee. Right. Right. Really wasn't much of a debate. They, Republicans kind of sat on their hands most of the time. Oh, you're, you're talking the. The final, yeah, to get them out of committee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. yeah. But they and then the, the the vote. And everyone knew what the vote was going to be. Is there a similar debate in the in the in, for the full house? Yeah, yeah. I, I think Nobs, you said Wednesday. Uh, the, the rumored or expected to be on Wednesday. Yes. Yeah, the, the debate and the vote. At least the vote. See, that, right. That I I knew the vote was this week. Yeah. I just don't know if they go through a, a debate. I thought they. I, I thought they did so. because now they're going to be in front of the entire house. So I, by that, that would turn into a mess. All those people. <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying there's just so many people. Maybe it isn't like this open thing. Well, I, I, everyone should have the right to speak. I mean, we don't. This is a bill, basically, right? The articles of impeachment, and 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 that's why there's the the debate. Well, the way things are done anymore in Congress, they don't even debate bills, basically. So what, what, what is regular order has been gone for so long, we don't even know what these processes are or what they're, look, what they're supposed to look like. Because there are no debates anymore on bills. Mm -hmm. They whip count them and then decide, oh, we got it, let's just vote. We don't got it, we're not bringing it to the floor. There's, there, it's, it's, it's very rare there's any debate. Yeah. So doesn't sound like we're quite sure what's going to happen. <laughs> On that side of it, the, yeah, the right, vote right. will take place. And, yeah. and you know, and maybe there, you know, there'll be a few people that is, that'll speak like, you know, that's usually what happens. But if they already know the votes, you know, did you see uh, that a-hole from New Jersey, I think, switching parties? Oh, a Democrat. Leader. Yeah. I, I I don't ever remember hearing his name before, and I don't recall it now, but I, I did see it on TV today. That was the first I'd heard of it. Uh, so he's going to switch parties. So it, it, it'll it be less bipartisan. 
<laughs> you, you, you know what I mean? Is they, they Both sides want to grab a piece of the other so they can say it was bipartisan to not impeach or it was bipartisan to impeach, and, you know, in the in the history books, I guess one or two votes, you know, from the other side give you that right to claim it. And so this guy got elected in 2018 in a Trump district uh, because of the blue wave, call it. But now he's going pro-Trump because he wants to get reelected again. Th- that's his reasoning. Well, that's what that's the only reason. He's. I mean, he not he, say it, but that's what it is. Yeah, that, that, that's all it is. I mean, he can say I haven't seen enough or whatever. You know, there's uh, like 30 or something Republicans that are up for election in Trump districts, and 17 have already committed to voting yes. Uh, and then there was uh, like this guy, and then there's like another eight or seven that haven't committed. Um, but this guy decided, well, since I want Trump voters to continue to get reelected, I'll just switch parties. Hmm. I like this job. <laughs> Basically what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's just sad, hmm. you know? I, I mean, of course, it'll be sweet justice if he loses. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, and, and it's it's possible. I mean, I don't know that, that 2018 gets enough credit nowadays as an indicator of how badly people dislike Trump. Not saying he's going to win the election or he's going to lose the election, right? I mean, but, you know, this guy got elected on basically anti-Trump sentiment out of a Trump district being a Democrat. And now he's abandoning that, thinking that he needs to go back and suck up to the Trumpsters. Well, his weakness will probably be very much alike then by the Trumpsters. I, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I don't think we have to rehash the, the evidentiary, you know, aspect of this, right? But the only people that aren't voting for um, for impeachment are, are, are just people that are completely biased and trying to protect a party. Mm-hmm. You know, the evidence is overwhelming. Ah, uh, slightly. So, you know, it goes to the Senate, and the, the Senate is supposed to be the jury here. <laughs> Don't you love it? But that bias still exists, right? I mean, they're, they're, Lindsey Graham came out and said, I've already made up my mind. And he said he wasn't going to listen to any testimony, and didn't matter what they said. Was he the one that said he wasn't even going to try to be fair? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. And McConnell said, we're going to create the rules that are in accordance to what the White House wants. He said they were going to be working in full coordination with the White House. It's like, wait a minute. They're the jury of this trial, and the jury is coordinating with the defendant. Do you think, does it, does, is it playing with, with the Republicans and the Trumpsters? The idea, when you kind of think about their strategy, is to almost just continue to say there's nothing here, that this impeachment is just complete, just BS, and, and we're not going to play in that. In that. It, it, that's, that's the strategy. Is it effective? I kind of think it is. Well, if you repeat a message enough, it becomes the truth. 
Well, um, true that. I, I do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, by not participating in the impeachment, then they're just, you know, just trying to take all credibility away from the impeachment. It's no validation. And, 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 and how many, and how many people are falling for that? Thirty-five percent. Yeah. Shit show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, I guess they have to take an oath as a juror. Yes, they do. So how is that? How is that administered? Because that's going to—I I mean, it—it'd be fascinating to me to see uh, Lindsey Graham stand up there, put his hand on the Bible, or raise his right hand, uh, put it on his heart, or whatever he's going to do, and take an oath that he is going to be a completely fair juror when he's already lied about that. That's what it says right in that oath, that it says they will be an impartial juror, basically. Right. So how is it? What I want to see is the administration of that. Like, you know, is it is it done in a group setting? <laughs> you know, is it is it done one at a time? Uh, probably a group setting. Um, There's a hundred of them. They have to. I, I got time. <laughs> <laughs> can, can you imagine? If the Democrats, I'm just saying the difference in the way things work out between Democrats and Republicans. If the Democrats tried anything like McConnell and Lindsey did, do you you know how bad they would be getting shredded by the Republicans? Because they're ruthless. Yeah. And I, I don't know if the Democrats are not afraid, but... They just don't go at it the same way, you know what I mean? Right. When they should be. They should be lambasting these guys for making comments like that. I mean, if we had tried that. There's a few that are out there saying some things about Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell. A few? That's it, though. That That's my yeah. point. I mean, there's it? some people asking that Mitch McConnell has to, has to recuse himself from – this uh, bit from the jury pool, I don't know, you know. Can we can, can they recu- recuse uh, 20 of them? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah, yeah. Mitt Romney against all the Democrats. Vote. <laughs> <laughs> Mitt Romney. <laughs> he'll probably, I bet you he'll vote against impeachment, against conviction. At the end of the day, they do. At the end of the day, they fall in line, party line. I'm so tired of hearing about him. It's like they're all holding out for that guy to to finally stand up and uh, show his backbone. Just don't bother. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just don't even bother. What's the point? Yeah, just like former people, you know, former um, senators or former representatives or former White House officials. I, I, I you're you Shut you have no Bible. weight. You have no bearing. Yeah. You can say the most outrageous thing that, you know, Trump's a criminal means nothing. You didn't say that before you retired, you piece of garbage. Yep. Screw you. Screw you. (laughs) (laughs) You want to talk about Times Person of the Year and the tweet storm that followed? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? The timing was not coincidence. No, no. Not at all. <laughs> Pretty funny, actually. Tell the people what happened in case they don't know. I, what's her name? 
Greta? Greta Thunberg. Thunberg. Yeah. The little 16-year-old, um, I don't know what you're Activist. Wondering. Activist. Yeah. yeah. From Sweden. From Sweden. She was picked as Time's Person of the Year and made the cover. And, of course, uh, Dear Leader will have none of that. <laughs> he was jealous, wasn't he? Just a little bit. He was bullying a little six. Well, there's that. Yeah, there's there's two there's two pieces to it, right? There's the fact that he was bullying her, telling her to chill. Anger management. Uh, and then the idea that when that comes out, he has to tweet a hundred and twenty three. Hundred and twenty three tweets in that twenty four hour period after she was put on the cover. And uh, you, you just got to shake your head, right? I mean, so, so when when he's putting out 123 tweets, is that doing the work of the people? I mean, that's a good thing, though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, the, the less work for the people he does is is a great thing. So. Yeah, no, I, I mean, there's there's lots of reasons to, um, to call him out for it, and Trumpsters won't do it, and, um, you know, he's supposed to be too busy for that kind of thing, and it's his head is not on right, and so it's all just bad, just bad, bad, bad. Whether it was Greta or something else, you know. Any idea what percentage were about Greta of that? It might have only been the one. Oh, okay. I, I don't. I don't know that there was more. It might have only been the one, but it just, like I said, you know, he was feeling. Uh, um, well, there's also the tweet of his face on her body. Yeah, that, yeah, he did a retweet, <laughs> which was created by a Trump pack, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so, like, officially, they do that, and then he, okay, and then he likes it. Like, what? I wouldn't like it. Like, I would get on the phone in my pack and say, knock that off. That's just how low-brow these people are. Amazing. They're, 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 it's absolutely shameless. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I'm, regardless of the outcome, I'm uh, pleased that he's going to wear this impeachment like a stain on one of his red ties. Yep, yep. Uh, that's not going away. And, heck, you know what? If if it turns out that it helped him get reelected, I wouldn't change it. Nope, ne- neither would I. Yeah. So they had to do it. Yeah. They had to. Yep. Regardless of how they did it, they had to do something. And they may pay for it. So... I, I, I don't know if you saw, it was a post I put on Facebook, but we're no longer calling him 45. We now call him three. Three, yes, yeah. Three, I liked it. So if, if you hear us refer to anybody called three, you know who you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You need more beer there, Fred. I need you, more you, beer. You, yeah. Mr. Meh. I'm still going to finish it. <laughs> All right. Obviously. All right. To the trove. Okay. Let's go. Next up is a Griffin Claw product, the El Rojo Red Ale. Rojo. Uh, I see that it also says it's called the Raimundo. 
Raymond. Ramondo El Rojo Red Ale. Where do you see that? Uh, right over, oh. right up over El Rojo. Because <laughs> 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 uh, I think you know, it, it's it's a fairly popular beer. Yeah, uh, I would say so. Um, I I had some last night um, at a Christmas party. Ah, Nabs. <clears throat> nice. Um, and uh, I thought it was pretty tasty. I may have had it before because I. I, I look for for red ales mm-hmm. on menus and taps and stuff. I'm a red ale fan. Um, uh, so um, anyway, so I've had it before, and again, kind of like the last beer, I'm probably gonna. You're biased. Go go for me. Um, Are you in the Senate? <laughs> I'm not even trying to be fair about. I'm not even trying to be fair about these beers. Uh, they go with the, with the with the nice pint can, right? Okay, I'm I'm, I'm going to pour here, see if I can't get some kind of head on my beer, because you're going to get plenty, I think. No, uh, I poured it pretty hard. Oh, it's going up. Yeah. Surface tension, help us out here. <laughs> and, I get um, anything barely. <clears throat> six five. Yep. Um, yeah, you got uh, quite a bit there. No, but my, I'm looking at the color. Mine's still settling because it talks about the rich ruby red color. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I, it's 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 a deep red for sure, right? I want to call it ruby red. I don't I don't know if I'd call it ruby red. Now, Fred, you got the red glass. Mine's red. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fix that, you know. But um, I I still see, you know, kind of. You know, Coppery quite a bit looking? of caramel color in there. Um, it's a dark uh, red. It's like a brown. Anyway, so, so a Griffin Claw product. Uh, um, we we really have to do a um, field trip to Griffin Claw Brewery. Why? Uh, because it's a really cool looking place. Now you've been there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm not. So I yeah, go. We got to go as a as a podcasting unit. From Birmingham. Birmingham. Uh, I, I like the little quotes on the can, right? In Beer There is Freedom by Ben Franklin. Good People Drink Good Beer by Hunter S. Thompson. That's before there even was craft beer. I wonder what he meant. Um, oh, Lord, help me to be pure, but not yet. St. Augustine. <laughs> uh, so this, uh, they, they also describe it. Uh, besides its color as being uh, roasted in malty. Uh, and I guess that's probably what um, I tasted yesterday about it, was the roasted malt. Um, and that still rings true. Uh, and it won some kind of an award, a bronze medal, so second best loser, uh, at the GABF, which we believe is the Great American Beer Festival. Who knows where that was at, you know? In what year? Maybe it was the Griffin American <laughs> yeah. Beer Festival. <laughs> You're right on the name. Uh, well, didn't, didn't, didn't take much to kind of figure it out. Yeah. Denver, it looks like, maybe? Oh, okay. Denver, baby, go. Um, Fred? So what do you think of the, the smell, Knobs? Not much of a smell. No. Yeah, that's what no. I thought, too. I was going to say, it's not a real strong aroma. It's almost non-existent, actually. Yeah. you got to really get your proboscis in there. 
suck up some suds up them nostrils. And as far as taste goes, I like it. So this is kind of one of my go-tos. Yeah. El Rojo. It's mm-hmm. A little malty, not overpowering. It's pretty tasty. Smooth. Mm-hmm. You know. I'm not a red chaser, per se, but uh, it's pleasant. I like it. It's good. Malty. It is one of my go-tos as well. So I'm, I'm. Hey, uh, where'd you finish up on the last one? I was. I'm, I'm for me. I'm gonna say you're gonna stick with the yeah, man. Yeah, still man. I'm gonna say for me. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And I have more left over. See, <laughs> 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 only brought over a can each to, for you guys. Well, that's the, that's yeah. the deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I had mentioned, knobs, uh, uh, that I was at a Christmas party last night. But it was a friend Christmas party. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm shaking my head. Age. <laughs> Age. I was home by eleven. <laughs> and this was a great party. Like was that at a house? Yeah, it was. A, it was a house, and and they do a really great job with their parties every year. They have good parties, but we intentionally got there early because we've been to their parties before, and we show up more fashionably late, and. Maybe some of the food is gone, but a lot of the the extras that they provide at the party, like one year they had a guy doing caricatures, and he was only there for like the first hour and a half. So we got there, and, you know, he had a couple people lined up still and then, you know, left, right? Mm-hmm. So this year we thought, let's make sure party starts at 5. We got there like at 5.30. And so, yeah, 10.30 rolls around. You know, we'd been there five hours. <laughs> And, uh, and, uh, you know, Pop-Tart right now, she's got a bum foot, um, uh, surgery on it this week. Uh, she can stand on it, but, you know, we kind of found ourselves eventually just sort of sitting and not doing as much mingling, but it is a great party to mingle in because just their friends and, and the vibe of the party is you walk in and you start talking to people. That's what's that's what makes it a great party in my opinion. Forget the extras, the uh the Bob Ross bobblehead, all that stuff's cool. <laughs> yeah. But really a great group of people. And then we kind of found ourselves later in the evening not doing as much mingling. So then it was like, yeah. Getting stuck with each other, saying, Yeah, maybe it's time to go. We can you do know, this at home. Yeah, like I said, you know, I don't want to put it all on the on, on the foot. I think it it, it uh just sort of kind Ran of happened course. that way. Yeah, for us. You know, five hours. Yeah, it's you a know. long time. Yeah, yeah. And I slowed way down on the drinking as well, trying to be responsible. There so you if go. you're not going to drink, <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's the, the point? point? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, Nobs, you had some parties this week as well, right? I, I, that's how I was, that was my segue. Yeah, so I had a few different work parties this week. The uh, work party. Yes, the holiday work, work party. For many, it's what they live for annually. For others, they dread it. Yeah. I end up having three. How do you have week. three work parties? So I've got my own department. You have one job, right? Yes. Besides this. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, besides <laughs> this, yes. Hey, when is the bottoms of holiday party? <laughs> it's a party every time. <laughs> um, I have true. my own department's uh, party. I had a... You were invited to that. 
yes, I'm part of that department. You said your old department. Own. Oh, your own department. Yes. Sorry. And then, because I do support work... <laughs> I'm still surprised you were invited. <laughs> I had both uh, the department that I do support for invited me to their party, and then their kind of like administrative upper-level party as well. Oh. Yes. Oh. You got to go to the executive yes, lounge exactly. for a party. Um. It's interesting that each department had their own party. So you didn't have one corporate Christmas party, or is that coming up? <laughs> no, that's my knowledge. <laughs> hope not. Uh, I can recall back on my day in, in my days working for uh, General Electric. Um, we also had kind of. Um, uh, we weren't like necessarily departments, but um, groups, mm-hmm. you know. But then there was all also the, the the corporate kind of parties as well. But then you know your your sales region or your 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 channel group also had their own parties. Um, but I thought you know you know I, I mean you work for a municipality, correct? Yes. So is it is it too large to have just one? Like like yeah. So the managers of the different people. of the of, of the different departments, they get to throw their own party. Yep. And the taxpayers fund this. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so so thank you everyone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fred, do you are you having a Christmas party mm-hmm. or a Christmas party this year? Yeah. Um, we had our department party last Wednesday. And at the last second, I decided just not to go. Wasn't feeling it. So that was at a bar, restaurant kind of thing after work. And so you I had, I had after work, not during. Well, yes. The department one was after work for like three or four hours. And uh, I just had kind of a shitty day and a couple things didn't line up. And I said, you know what? I'm not doing this to myself. So I just went home. So I skipped that one. That's my own fault. But did this... you catch some grief? No, 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 no. They probably didn't notice I wasn't even there. So. And how many people? I don't know, sixty maybe. Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm not sure what the. Size I don't know how you wouldn't be missed. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but that one was after work, and I didn't end up going. And then today's Sunday. This Tuesday coming up will be our work party for the whole building they'll cater food in and um, is that during work hours that is during work yeah it'll be probably like three hours during work so like during the afternoon they set something up in the foyer or the lobby that kind of thing Mm -hmm. and it's ugly sweater day and uh, oh i'll be flying the color away oh no i thought we ran i thought that ran its course after our podcast last no we we didn't manage to kill it off We tried hard. I'm I'm still trying. Yeah. You know what's kind of humorous about that is, I, I can't believe they're doing. I it. will. I, I will it, wear yeah, my awful. ugly sweater, my ugly shirt that goes with my sweater. <laughs> I have a matching ensemble. My Santa hat, my beard bobbles, and after work, I have a dental appointment. So that's how I will be going to nice. my dental appointment and yeah. entertain the staff. Uh, are they going to have a contest for ugliest Christmas sweater? I don't know if it'll be a contest or not. You know what they added this year, though, which 
Uh, I didn't check the box to participate. It was White Elephant. Oh. Do you guys ever do that? Well, okay. I don't do Christmas work Christmas parties anymore. Not, not because I don't. because right? you work at home. Well, you kind of boring. You'd have boring company. <laughs> Just me. <laughs> the Secret Santa will be riveting, though. <laughs> uh, Wonder what it is. Now, the, the, the company that I work for, uh, they didn't really do a Christmas party per se. They did a Christmas luncheon, lamo, but they used to fly us into home home office for that, hmm. and. Then, you know, we would kind of tag it into like a sales meeting and spend a day doing that kind of check-the-box stuff. And then they had the luncheon. And the luncheon had some games. And then there's a charity of a, a, of a school of special needs kids. And, you know, they, they design the Christmas card and we do things for them. And then they hand everybody's Christmas gifts out. They've stopped that. So that was that was ended about three years ago. So I think I went. I've been with this company five years. So I think I went the first two years, and then the last three years, I just get an American Express gift card in the mail, and that's it. <laughs> that's party. And um, uh, that see that suits me just fine. I mean, I I didn't mind going down to uh, Columbus, Georgia, for the party, but it was kind of like, is it really worth it just to go to this luncheon? to have some, mm-hmm. you know, for, for this, right? So I haven't had a real true work Christmas party in, in quite some time, actually. Like I, said, I, I mentioned the, the GE days, and that was back in the 1990s, which really seemed more like the roaring 20s. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with like full debauchery on display, right? You know, lampshades and... You know, hookups and all of that, you know, uh, crazy stuff. But I haven't had a, a work Christmas party in a really, really long time. The, 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 then I worked for a smaller company, and we had Christmas parties. But I think this is part of the culture of today. It, it, it was harder to maintain those Christmas parties. And this was small company, so we had... Uh, at most like 20 people and then the owner owned another business uh, that employed about 20 people so sometimes we had merge them together we merged them together and spouses so you could have 80 people say mm-hmm. you know max but over the years people didn't want to have the christmas party like they felt okay i'm compelled to go i don't want to go I'd rather spend my Friday night doing something else, Mm -hmm. you know, or let's make it during work when it doesn't interfere with my own social life. I've got little kids. I don't want to do babysitters, you know. Are are those kinds of events more of an inconvenience for a lot of people or, or, or do the majority still thrive because... My experience showed, especially with that smaller company that we that I worked for, um, up until 2015, the last four or five years, it was an inconvenience. Like it was, it was difficult to get people to want to go out to the bar just for an after work drink mm-hmm. because people want their own lives and work is work and play is play. Versus, like I mentioned, when I worked for General Electric, there was very little distinction between work and play. You know, 
you 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 played with the people you worked with, you know, <laughs> and it was that that sounds a little weird. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know you know what I'm saying? It was the the the, the corporate social envi- environment was so integrated into your life. Mm-hmm. You know, the other couples that we went out with all worked for General Electric. Like everything was, you know, about the corporate world. Um, and it was fun. That, that, that's not a knock. But I think I think society has changed, right? That people want their own lives and work is, is separate. Kind of yeah, like why I'm, you didn't I, go Wednesday. I'm noticing that more and more as well. <clears throat> yeah. Like our parties were... One was during work, another one was during a lunch break, and the other one I was... Like 15 minutes? <laughs> it was an hour lunch. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm only kidding. And the other one I was there more so helping support and set up the stuff mm. for their party, but I was invited to stay... Oh, that was the corporate one. Yeah. <laughs> that, was the, that was the upper management one, right? No. Oh, just kidding. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, like at some point I'm like... You know, if they would just let me go home a few hours early instead. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. That's exactly what I'm getting at. Go you home, know? get some PJs, <laughs> watch Netflix. <laughs> Be great. Um, but we had a an after party Friday, and you know, after the main party during the day, we went to a bar afterwards, had a few drinks, and I thought it was going to be like seventy five percent of the people were going to be there. Oh no. Right. It was like 10, maybe 15. Out of 75. Yeah. Yeah. So, but even then, like, it just quickly dropped off. And by 6, 6.30, there was a handful of us left. I was like, what the heck? Like, in my, in the other years, like, this would have been huge. Mm-hmm. And they even said, like, yeah, the numbers after the party has just dwindled. Like, young people don't want to go out for an after party anymore. Right. Well, it's not that they, it's, it's trade-offs, right? I mean, you know, whether they have their own friends that they want to do things with. I mean, you know, I, I think less and less work defines your your social life, your your your, mm-hmm. your life, you know, that that today's culture, and not just for young people, even for old people, there's that separation, you know, just kind of like in my current situation, right? You know, it's not important for us to go to home office to be a part of the Christmas celebrations. Just, you know, you know, on the cost side, right? Why spend the money to do it? But also, do we really want to go? You know, you know where I work, I would actually say it's the opposite of what you're saying. And mm-hmm. I'm not including myself in this mm-hmm. because I'm the old man get off. No, the I want to hear a different perspective. But the people I work with love to socialize with each other after work. Really? They, oh yeah. Get you know what they do? <laughs> no, they, I don't. They, they organize bike rides into work. Just as an example, they yeah. love to get together, screw the cars, they meet up and they drive like twenty miles in as a group into work. They they love socializing. So together. there's still some of that going on. I I think this place where I work is like. The exception to the rule. I, I don't know. I, I don't do much with them socially, but there's enough to do. You know what I mean? There's, mm-hmm. there's always the offer of it. In the summer, a couple of them live on lakes, and they have people over 
So they they, they enjoy the company of their coworker outside of work. Yeah, they do. It's almost like a throwback kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Compared to what you're saying, I believe what you're saying is the the trend. But these, I don't know if it's a throwback or whatever. But these people really enjoy socializing together after work. Where I, I don't participate too much in. I mean, they have they put together a soccer team. You know, they do all sorts of stuff. Pretty amazing, and I'm boring, so I boring, old, and angry. Uh, what do you think founders' employees do after work? How do they socialize? Could <laughs> <laughs> uh, you um, pick a different company? Yeah, mock lynchings. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sambo pinatas. <laughs> wow. I get these ideas. I just gotta throw them out there. Little run by ass slapping. <laughs> you know when I was when I was <laughs> sure right. If you yeah, might yeah. as well right. <laughs> right. Exactly. If you're if uh, when I was picking out the beer, I was staying away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, staying. Away it makes it a lot more difficult. A little bit. Yeah. So just yeah. whole massive section. Well, you, this is off topic, but uh, they had the KBS. Yeah. And the KBS is is probably now like run its course as like a special beer right because mm-hmm. it was so limited they couldn't you couldn't get it or whatever and here was just a six pack just sitting on the yep. shelf just you know nothing special about it anymore and i almost got it and then i thought nah better not i did the same thing a few weeks ago mm-hmm. i saw it on the shelf i was like oh i should pick that up mm. no no <laughs> i see people like half pine on facebook still uh liking founders <laughs> memes and forgetting yeah yeah well i don't know i don't is that automatic that doesn't automatically list it like that does it what do you mean what do you mean <clears throat> that you're you're sharing or you like those ads or memes right not automatic. No, no, because like it, like if you followed founders, yeah, okay, does it automatically put your name at the top? I I wonder that sometimes. No, it puts their name at the top for you because they know you. It's someone that you know. You know, that's friends with you. Okay, you're not following my question. I think we did. No, <laughs> I see. I don't know if Half Pint actually forwarded it saying she liked it or. Because oh, she's, oh, she's following. following. No, people you know are following. Right. Correct. Because it makes it look like... It doesn't mean that she liked it. She's promoting it. Yeah. Okay. See? Huh. Right. Oh, I thought it was obvious. <laughs> Most times with me, you'd be right. <laughs> uh, Did you... Can you think back over all the Christmas work parties you went to... Is there one that you made a tremendous ass of yourself <laughs> or did something really super stupid that to this day you still kind of cringe when you think about it? Not on a holiday party. Um, you know, I, I I can think back at, like, corporate events. <laughs> you know, there was the time I went to Mexico and I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> Just ended up there. Just ended up in Mexico from a corporate party in in Tucson, Arizona, and we, but, uh, and my boss and boss's boss found out, and the, there was a big shitstorm. Um, 
But not so much the holiday party thing. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think, you know. I, um, as much as my reputation probably precedes me as Blotto, I've always been pretty good in the corporate setting um, of making sure that I didn't cross a line, um, you know. Uh, it, it, my memory is 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 working here over time as I'm talking, but I, I nothing jumps out at me, you know. Perhaps. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> please share. So I worked for a electronics uh, retailer. Oh. So you know, Christmas season wasn't really something that we could all take an afternoon off and go for a party. So our yeah. Christmas party was more like mid to late January. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> it was I mean, a President's Day party. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we went bowling one day, and uh, I had too many shots of tequila. Ooh. And I had to be dragged out with the bowling shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> they went home with you, didn't yep, they? Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was rough. That was a rough event. My one time... I worked for a financial company, and they used to throw a really nice Christmas party. They they would either rent a hall, or we had a nice building with this really kind of opulent uh, atrium. Yeah. So I believe it was the, we had just moved into the new building, and uh, like I say, beautiful atrium, and they spared no expense with the food, the drinks, and it was really nice, you know, formal wear kind of thing. And um, <clears throat> I got pretty hammered. And there was this one uh, lady that I was friends with. You know, we always goofed around, like, during work and stuff because she had a good sense of humor and blah, blah, blah. And so I'm hammered, like I say, and I look over and I see her. So stupidity. I don't belong at this this party, right? <laughs> I get down on my hands and my knees, and I start crawling across the marble. <laughs> I'm going to steal her shoe, <laughs> fill it with booze, and drink it, right? Ah, yes. So I that. creep along the floor. Emphasis on creep. Creep. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I go to grab her shoe, and I look up, and she's standing there talking with the president of the company. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking up at him. I've got her shoe. <laughs> shoe in my hand, and the alcohol I was going to fill it with, and I got up and walked away in shame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should have carried through. At that point, you I, at that it. point, I should have just yeah, went just, for it. You know, uh, just, the, here's here's my, here was my purpose. Right, the, the looks I got from those people, I, I didn't even realize who she was talking to. I just thought it'd be funny, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it would it would have been it funny. would have been hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah that, that that's my one embarrassing moment of hol- holiday parties. Yeah, I like I, said, I don't think I have it. While you guys been talking, I've been thinking. You know about you know this corporate party or that corporate party, and you know, I was I, I still thought I had some sort of you know hope of climbing the corporate ladder. <laughs> so why would you think that? You know, yeah, <laughs> and maybe maybe I should have, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe I I should have tried to, you know, strike the VP's wife in the broom closet. Maybe that would have helped my career. <laughs> You never know about these things. Eh? <laughs> because the path I did take didn't work. 
not still schlocking batteries. <laughs> um, I don't. Uh, but I, I don't know. Do I miss the work party thing? Like I do miss that time. It's probably better that it's gone. But like I said, the, that the the 1990s working for a you know top Fortune five company was was fun. Yeah. Deep pockets. Big at that fun. time, at that time, it was all deep pockets. Yeah. Um, but I think I think that has <clears> kind <throat> of changed. Unless you're using tax dollars. Yeah. <laughs> and why tax are you looking at me? Yeah. <laughs> What's that show with John Hamm? Mad Men. Mad Men. I don't know why, but when you keep bringing up the GE thing, I keep picturing yeah, it's, it's it to be like Mad Men. It, it was. It, when I first joined in 87, we were kind of, my region was still living in that world of, you know, Tremar 3 knee lunches. The the rest of the world had kind of moved on, <laughs> right? It still wasn't completely in vogue to go out and, you, you know, drink your lunch. But in my office, it was, and I, it was, it was kind of surprising, like because you know it was suit and ties, and we would, you know, you know, we would be like, okay, well, let's go to lunch, and then we'd go to the Red Coat Tavern on Woodward, and sit down at the bar, and the same bartender was there, and she would set us up with, you know, straight vodka, and you know, maybe we would order some food, and. You know, my boss at the time, he definitely liked to over in, uh, indulge, and then go back to the office, and then he'd close his door and take a nice nap, <laughs> and then myself and the other guys would have to go do some business. I remember having conversations. Um, yeah, my boss's name was Jerry. Uh, Jerry wants to go to the Red Coat for tavern. Oh, I I can't. I I've got for a sale. tavern. What? You said go the Red to Coat Reg- Tavern. No, you said go to Red Coat for Tavern. Oh, and uh, bottoms up, bottoms up, <laughs> and 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 then I would say like, oh no, I, I can't go. I I got a sales call at two p.m. and then he would be like, I can't go either. I went yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, draw the straw, the short straw, you know, and <clears throat> it was it was like that. It was very you know, bar inside the office. You know, oh, yeah. you know, four thirty, four o'clock, open up the cabinet, right? I mean, it was uh, it was very much like that. It was where was, was the crazy. red coat? Was that at Maple? On Woodward? No, no, at Maple. I know it was on Woodward. Oh, uh, yeah, like right there in the convergence over Birmingham is. You know, we were out there. Best burger in, the, in 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 the city. In the world, we were out there last night, and recently we watched Irishman. Oh yeah, we just saw that too. And. Uh, I, I totally gapped, forgot that the Red Fox had closed like 20 years ago, but we were like fanboying Jimmy Hoffa. We were going to go take a picture. We drove by, and it's uh, Andiamos. Oh. <laughs> well, you know. What a letdown, you know? Yeah. We yeah. looked it up as we drove by. It's like, oh, man, it's been gone 20 years. <laughs> Did you see Irishman? No. it's That's an investment, isn't it? It's a yes. long It's like movie. three and a half hours. Yeah, we did it in two parts. Yeah, yeah. I heard you have to do that. Yeah. Yep. Thumbs up, thumbs down on that. I liked it overall. It it, it could have moved a little quicker, the pace of it. But did you know going into it what the story was about? 
Yeah, yeah. In general, yeah. Like, I, I didn't know. So about, like, halfway through, or not halfway, a third through, it's like, I know where this is going, you know? And I don't for someone that wants to watch the movie and know nothing about it, I, I don't want to spoil it because yeah, don't it's, spoil it. it's not necessarily a spoiler. I think there's enough written about it, but, but for those that don't, I won't. But it was like, it, it's, it, it, I just thought it was a mob film, you know? But then, like I said, there's a, a real plot line attached to it, you know? And I thought that was kind of cool. I wonder who came up with that plot line. You know, it was kind of like um, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Same yeah. sort of thing. You're watching the movie, and then all of a sudden, like, oh, I know where this is going It now. clicks, yeah. Yeah. And and the same kind of thing happened with The Irishman. Did you like that movie? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yeah. In retrospect, I love it. Huh. It, it, I was on the fence about it when I first saw it. Kind of like, eh, you know, but it, I, I, I often like to digest movies, especially I, I usually don't give an opinion until at least one day after, mm-hmm. most times. Sure. Now when I think back at that movie, it was brilliant, in my opinion. Humble opinion. Yeah, humble. Uh, uninformed, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> um, without any sort of like real um, – Education I, I behind am, that opinion. I had more appreciation for the movie when I went back and read the actual events mm. and how they tied in with it. Yeah. Did you ever see the movie? The, the early movies, Helter Skelter and whatnot? See, no. I'm giving away much. See, that, see we, we've seen that movie probably, what, five four or five, five times in our lives? Right. That's it? Easy. Yeah, easy. But, but we know it, front and back, you know? Um, so, yeah. And then when you... When you layer on the name of the movie, mm-hmm. the, the 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 Tarantino thing, it, it ah, this is like I think it's just all brilliant, you know. Uh, the, the the one thing about the Irishman, I don't know why we're talking about this and still running, but <laughs> Woodward. The the one thing about the Irishman it was Woodward is were you um, were you fascinated or it didn't matter to you how they kept changing the way that people look, the aging of the people. There was a big part of the uh, of what people wrote about post film, you know, how they make them look younger, how they make them look older. Any opinion on that? Um, what are you asking? Me like, now? did it like 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 did, did you, it bother me? Yeah, did, or or did you think it was awesome? Or no, or, I liked or, it. I liked it. Or or see, to me, I, I thought the whole thing was a non event, right? You're you're going to a movie and you're just supposed to suspend belief. And let the movie makers do their magic, right? So as, as much as other people were making a big deal out of the aging process of the actors, I just couldn't. You know, yeah, he's young now. He's old now. I, I don't you know. Can, you could almost – here's what I'm saying. You could almost take Joe Pesci or Robert De Niro, not to give them any kind of makeup changes at all. And I'm going to assume this is when they're younger, this is when they're older. You, you know what I mean? I, and I, I thought that that aspect of the film was overhyped mm. because it, they were making a big deal out of it. I just uh, in reviews, of, I just and, sort of accepted it. Right, that's it what was. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It flowed with the movie. Ex- yeah. No, yeah. No. yeah, no big deal. Yeah, ain't no thing. Yeah, and Pacino is maybe what the greatest over actor in our lifetime. <laughs> oh, of course he is. <laughs> 
but he gets away with it. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. I mean, he 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 he, he, he chews looked, up. He did look like Hoffa though. A bit, yeah. Like on certain yeah, angles. On certain angles, like, right, right, right. Why? I don't know about Hoffa. <laughs> what do you mean you didn't <laughs> know? You about didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but but he chews up every scene he's in. Like yeah, you know. But he's good. But he but he but he gets away with it. Is what I'm saying. You know. You know what I thought was kind of ironically funny about that movie is it made me think of Michael Cohen. <laughs> no, and here's why. Because yeah. Michael Cohen said about Dear Leader that he doesn't tell you specifically what he wants you to do. It's a wink yes, and a nod. Yes, and it's yes, implied it's mob, mob, mob talk. Yep, and this right. movie was full of it. The Irishman yes. was full of this mob talk they they very rarely said exactly what they wanted you to do, but you could tell by this this coded language exactly what you were supposed to do. It yeah. it didn't I couldn't let go of it. Every time these like Pesci is talking mm-hmm. to De Niro about something he wants them to do, all I could think of was Dear Leader and Cohen or yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. It was it's it was exactly the same thing yeah. to me. You know, um, uh, what you're saying that reminded me of something else about the movie, just a personal thing, was so much of that mob connection was Philadelphia. Yeah, for and sure. And <laughs> I really kept thinking about what my dad knew, raised in South Philly. He wasn't part of the mob at all, uh, but he knew. And Why are you his, winking at us? And his, <laughs> and his dad. Put that gun away, bitch. And his dad. You think this and, is. And my grandfather and his, knew to stay away from those folks to not get wrapped up. But the timeline is all about the same. And I really wish I would have had an opportunity to talk to Dad about those characters because there's no question he probably didn't know them, but he might have, but he definitely knew the names, like Buffalino and things like that. He would he would certainly have had insight on because that was you know all taking place in South Philly at the time and, and down at the docks and the, the 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 truck drivers you know in fact my grandfather was a truck driver so you know i i don't know that he was union i don't know he was uaw but he, but he drove a bread truck for a long time mhm so yeah so for me on that note bottoms up bottoms up bottoms up oh oh you got no merry christmas we're talking about christmas parties merry, merry christmas. christmas merry christmas all right Politics, some culture and craft beer. Politics, and that is why you're here. Politics, I don't.